Hey guys, awesome episode today. We got girls chasing guys and a dude who keeps emailing after six months out of the blue. Check it out, enjoy, share with friends. J Train Podcast, J Train, Jared Free, coming to you live from Harlem, New York City. That's right. We're here live, Feather Studios. Raucous crowd today. They brought, that's right, they brought all their horns. They get loud and up. Look at that, that's right. It is like a hockey game in here. They're, <laughs> dog is, you don't know who's going to show up here at Feather, at Feather Studios, right, Shelby? Open door policy. We let them all in. Listen, bring your dog. It's a lot of emotional support pets. This one's crying, it sounds like. He's upset. Is that dog okay? A lot of dogs today. Wow. Feather Studios really bringing the heat. Live studio audience. We're here every Tuesday and Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I, say, I mean, these dogs are crazy. They, I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you, whether you're a dog or a human. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. I need you to woof as loud as those dogs. I need you to woof across this great nation telling people. Right, Shelby? Get your woofs out there. Woof it up. Woof a story, woof a tweet. Woof a tweet, woof a story. Rough, rough, motherfucker. Get out there and tell a friend, a coworker, a dog, a cat, a rat. Uh, a hat, anything, any a, a three-letter AT, uh, AT lending word. Anybody with ears, we'll take them all. Get them in those ear holes. In those ear holes. You can hear it. Shelby is pumped for today. He's got new sounds. I like it. So jacked. Jacked up. That's right. We will rock you. So we're here every Tuesday and Friday. Uh, the emails are incredible. They keep getting better and better. I love what we got going here. Um, I'm doing some live shows. The month of June is a pact, as they say. Coming across this great nation, people. Worcester, Mass. I'm there tonight. Mohegan Sun next week. I'm going to be in Nashville the week after that, then Seattle, and then the rest of the summer. Okay? We keep it going. San Francisco, people. Love me, the San Francisco people. Love that town. I'm going to be there July 4th weekend. We'll celebrate this great nation, right? It's going to be so patriotic. A lot of patriotic, a lot of, lot of flag waving. We're going, to, we're, going to, we're going to whoop it up. So San Francisco, I'm also coming to D.C. So D.C., let's get patriotic, baby. I'm out there. We're doing it. It's all across this great country. And then at the end of the summer, one of my favorite cities, Chicago, Chicago, Chicago. Want to fill those up. Zanies in Chicago has always been nice to me. Come on out. I'm doing new material from last time. Got a whole new set ready to go. We're going to laugh it up. The Wizard of Haas comes to town. Coming strong. Coming strong. Bring a friend, a coworker. And I'm telling you right now, I say it a lot, but I want to reinforce this. If you enjoy this show, 
You might not get your friend on board for a podcast because it just doesn't fit in with their day. Yeah. But everyone likes a nice night out. Everybody. Everyone likes a laugh. And every and if you like it, you're probably gonna, they're going to like it too. I'll guarantee that. Your friend likes something great, then, you know, if yeah. you think, oh, you'll love this restaurant, they'll certainly love this fantastic yeah, if you've comedy. Gone, if you've gone for sandwiches with a friend, you'd be comfortable, you know, if you like a sandwich and your friend's like, oh, I like that sandwich place too, then you would bring them for dinner that night for some tapas. So, listen, people, bring a friend, bring a coworker. I, Because I, I had one person, they tweeted at me that they're coming to... Um, I think they were coming to one of the shows and they tweeted, they're like, and I'm bringing a friend. And it was like with a crossing their fingers, like emoji. And Sunday fun day with these pig dicks. That's right. That's how we spend it together. Yeah. So they were like, they were worried. They're, oh, I'm bringing a friend. Let's see if they like, they're going to like it. Yeah. This is what we do here. So bring a friend, bring a co. Oh, they were asking. This is what it was. They were wondering. They're going to, they were, they were listening to the podcast with their mom. And they wanted to bring their mom to one of the shows in Seattle. And I was like, bring it. My parents come to the shows. I, I, this, is, this is a professional act. You're not just going to you know, Joe, Joe Salami at the Funny Hut. Moms have been to much weirder things. Yeah, and listen, I, 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 I love moms. This is the official podcast of moms, okay? I mom it up. Yeah. You kidding me? I'm the king of moms. <laughs> I'm the master of moms. Yes. I'm mom. M-O-M. Master of moms. Call me mom. Mom train. So bring a friend. Jaredfree.com. Jaredfree.com. That's where you can get all the tickets to the shows. Very excited about today's guest. He makes his triumphant return. And OKP, he's he's coming back to the show. Andy Ostroff, thank you for coming back. Thanks for having me, man. It's a pleasure. I thought you were going to make a Jordan's Furniture reference for Motion Odyssey movie, right? Well, th that could happen, That's too. That's the original mom. I like this. Well, this is a national show. I know. <laughs> Try explaining Jordan's Furniture to someone who did not grow up in New England and watch their high school back in their I'll room. explain it right now, <laughs> in fact. Jordan's Furniture is a furniture store in the... It's in New England. New is England, it, is yeah. it go outside of Massachusetts too? It might. It goes north and south in Massachusetts. Andy and I are from very similar areas off of I-95, 128 in Boston. So near Muzzy Ford. Near Muzzy Ford. So you hear it here first if you, you want to get real local. But Jordan's <laughs> Furniture is what Elliot and uh, who was the other guy? Barry and Elliot, man. So it's Barry. So... <laughs> <laughs> these two old Jews. Yeah, one is a bald with a ponytail. One looks like he he tours with the Grateful Dead, but only one runs it now. One is retired. Well, this Either is what, so it's Barry and Elliot from our childhood. It was Barry, Barry and Elliot owned Jordan's furniture. No, there was no Jordan. No, just, just, <laughs> it's just, just their name. I, I, somebody was. They're not Barry and Elliot Jordan, are they? No, they got like uh, Barry like, and Elliot Jewenstein. Yeah, they're they're, they're the two we're Jews. Jews. We can say it. So I, Barry and Elliot Jewenstein own Jordan's furniture, and they would have these commercials all the time. Like, and it was them two as the spokesman. It wasn't yeah. a hot woman. It wasn't like it was just these two dads. That were like, come on and get some furniture. Come on in. We got furniture. And, and one year, remember, they did the, uh, they were like, if the Red Sox win the World Series this yeah. year, we're going to give everyone free furniture. And the and craziest, they lost so much money in lost, 2004. Because <laughs> that was the year they surprised everyone after they fired 
They it wasn't it wasn't two thousand was it two thousand four? Two thousand four was the first year they won after they came back on the Yankees. I know that, but I'm thinking the year they gave away the furniture I thought was the year after they fired um uh, the dude uh, John, uh, Valentine. Oh, maybe yeah. And then there was like a big surprise. Then they had Kennedy, they, yeah. And then they had the that big comeback year. But that's <laughs> worst even, of first, that's, baby. That's even more. Yeah, yeah. We'll move on to that. But Jordan's <laughs> furniture. We just want more dog sounds. The craziest part is that they, for whatever reason, they realize <laughs> parents don't like want a reason to bring their kids furniture shopping. So they turned all of their furniture stores into. Like an amusement park. Amusement parks. Yeah. And you would like beg your parents. That, like it would turn it. It was a crazy marketing scheme. And it worked. And it worked because you would bet. You'd be like, I want to go to fucking Jordan's. And your parents yeah. would be like, for what? Recliners? What are you talking oh, about? I want to watch movies and eat Dippin' Dots. Yeah. So they'd have like candy and popcorn. There's a Kelly's Roast Beef, which is like a famous roast beef place. And then they redid one of them. Like for what, when the Patriots went to the Super Bowl the first time, it was in New Orleans. So like everyone got really into Mardi Gras. That's the one in Natick. And, and the one in Natick is As a Kelly's Mardi, and Gras Mardi Gras theme. and an IMAX. And, and an IMAX theater. So you plays like first run movies. It's not like yeah. just some shitty IMAX. And you would be sitting there being like, we got to go to Georgia. Like families would take the day to go, not even yeah. to buy furniture. Yo, now they have a. There's a new. There's one in Avon or some shit, and it's got a ropes course. My friend took his this kids <laughs> and his nieces. They didn't even go in the store. That's yeah. You're just running around like. Wait, it's just so funny <laughs> to think of kids running around Jordan's furniture like, yeah, yeah we the did it. Store. <laughs> Let's get some dressers. Yeah, like running around <laughs> that whole place. Yeah, like. Mom, we gotta go. <laughs> Jordan's furniture. Wait, why? Why do you want to go? I already have a dinette set. No, no, no. I want to go party. Yeah, yeah. I want to go get wild. I want to get a roast beef sandwich. You would, and the weirdest was look at a giant jellyfish tank. The one in Natick, which is where I'm from, by the way, where we're from. They they do the Mardi Gras theme and they would pass out beads. They pass out beads and then they'd have like an animatronic show every hour. <laughs> and then they have little fucking dudes coming out like Mardi Gras. The idea that they're passing out beads in a furniture store where the real reason you get beads is to show your tits <laughs> to, children. to children. To children. To children who don't even know the story of Mardi Gras. No idea. You'd walk. You just you see kids running around with like a thousand beads. Look how many beads I got. It's like. What did you do to get those beads? You know, like it's just such a weird. I bought a dinette set. So crazy. So uh, I hope it, people get that because it is such a strange concept. You got to look it up. It just the whole idea. we were indoctrinated into it, so we know what it is. Everything about it is strange from the owner, and so then they got bought out by a huge company, and that's and they only kept on one as a marketing guy. Is that what he's, it was? He's literally. I just thought a one mascot. of them was just like, "I'm going to retire." I think that's had to do with it. Like one retired, but then the other one was like. I, I I'll cut, stay on to keep the commercials. Oh, uh, okay. But they made a straight fortune. They had to have. They I mean, did. I mean, they have an escalator in their home. <laughs> Do they really? <laughs> That's what I heard. Oh man, it's Sudbury. Barry and Elliot. Yeah, and it, it's just like, and you'd see them come on talk about furniture. You'd be like, and then come on out and join the carnival. I mean, I, don't even get me started on Bernie and Phil. We don't have time for that. Man. Oh my God, that was the other. That was their or con- Dean. So there was Dean Home Furniture. I, didn't, I I guess I'm just realizing that there was this furniture war. There was going a furniture war where everyone made their own commercials in New England while we were children. Yeah, Dean was what's it called? Dean Home Furniture. Dean like, Home Furniture. But Bernie, ah, and you're Phil. gonna like it. Well, I guarantee. It. Yeah, is that what Bur- he said? And Bernie and Phil. Well, your money back or something like Bernie that. Bernie and Phil's was Bernie and Phil's. 
Quality, comfort, and price. Yeah, but, that's not. Nice. But Phil was Bernie's wife, and she was such a nag. She was yeah. like, "Hey, Bernie, get off the couch." Yes. <laughs> hey, Bernie, why is he out of Vinatieri kicking field goals over the house? It's unbelievable. <laughs> that's right. That the crowd is really into this. I, I this is very local, but I. I can't believe how strong... I can't help myself when I'm on this show, man. I just can't. Marketing is so strong. Like, I... T- that you... I remember the song. That's crazy. Fuck yeah. Bernie and Phil's. Holy shit. Those are, and those are the local celebrities, really. That yeah. was who we had. I mean, I sing old TV commercials to my friend's kids, and they're like, sing it again! <laughs> <laughs> so we got Andy Ostrov here. Uh, he is... You can go all follow him. Hilarious comic. At his name is Andy. At his name is Andy on Twitter and Instagram. I don't want to go too long in the beginning because you have an important show coming up. I do. I have an important show. I got a couple things, actually. I wanted to tell you also, um, last time I was here, we were just introducing my podcast. Yeah. Which is the This Is What We Did podcast with me and my door door guy from uh, How's that going? Dude, 15 episodes in. Just came out with a new one Sunday night at 5 o'clock. What did you guys do? This one we're doing a uh, we did a weight loss challenge. So Gabe, okay. my uh, my co-host, is a little heavy, but he runs marathons. It's insane. Okay. So Gabe's probably there about... There is like, this thing with marathon runners where someone will be like, yeah, I run marathons. And you go... Yeah, right. No, he does. He ran like. But I'm saying, like, do you know? He ran one twenty mile race, another five mile race this weekend. It's kind of like that. uh, Twenty miles. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it's kind of like that guy, the uh, the guy who just won the heavyweight championship, the the boxer. Oh yeah, Andy Andy uh, Ruiz Ruiz Junior. You look at that guy and you're like, you're a what? Like he looks like he sells hot dogs. That's probably why he won. The guy looked at him and thought he sold hot dogs at the boxing <laughs> match. Took him too, uh, took him too, uh, too, too easy. Yeah, but Joshua, I, no, no respect. I, I look at like a guy like sometimes you like if you go watch a marathon, you're like, did some of the like go to the end. And you'll be like, did some of these people like decide to do this well, speaking today? Speaking Andy Ruiz, like Rosie Ruiz, who cheated in the Boston Marathon. That's another she, one. That she took the subway. Took the subway <laughs> to, to do the whole thing. Yeah. So you have a show coming up. I got a show coming up at uh, New York Comedy Club mm-hmm. at 7 p.m. on Tuesday, June 11th. Mm-hmm. And right now on the lineup is myself for Shaw. He and I co-produced the show. Yeah, I'm we looking also- at it now. Yeah, we also have Nikki Glazer. Yeah. We have Roy Wood Jr. Hilarious. Mark Norman. Hilarious. And Nick Griffin. Awesome. And Jessica Hilarious. Curson. All guests of this show at, at Yeah, one they're point all freaking awesome. And it's a great show, and you can get tickets for only $25. But the best part of the ticket price is that 100% of the ticket cost goes to the International Myeloma Foundation. Now, if you don't know what myeloma is... It's an aggressive blood cancer okay. that, unfortunately, my father passed away well, from. I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you. And it means a lot to me if you go and if you, uh, if you can't make it to the show, Jared's actually putting a link in the bio where you can donate to the show. You can donate awesome. to the cause uh, and you can, um, you can also buy tickets to the show. We still have tickets remaining. There aren't that many tickets left. Awesome. So go on, buy those tickets, and come see an amazing so night of comedy. It's the second annual anti-cancer comedy fundraiser. Yeah, it's we're very new- anti-cancer for this the, show. Listen, I, I, someone has to be. Yeah. Um, it's at New York Comedy Club, It's on, uh, which is in Gramercy in New York City. It's on Ju- June 11th, so that's a Tuesday night, 7 p.m., Great lineup, great cause, 25 bucks. The link to get 
the tickets as well as to donate money to a great cause is in the description of the show. Right, Shelby? It is. So awesome. it's Thank all you. there for you. It's a great show, great cause. You get, you're knocking out a bunch of things in one night. Yeah, you are. And I mean, if you don't know what myeloma is, a lot of people don't. It's similar to like a, it's similar like osteoporosis, okay. but it like hits you. It's a lot more aggressive. So like Got your it. bones basically break down around your whole body and it's Ugh. awful. And, and is there a cure? Are they There's no cure in sight. My father had a stem cell transplant and okay. he was good for about a year and then it just went crazy. So the last six months of his life, he was pretty much in a hospital the whole Ugh. time, either a hospital or a rehab center. And his bones were just like snapping. It sucks. And the thing is, by doing the show, I have not only found uh, I've I've heard of a lot of people who have myeloma. A lot of yeah. people come up to me, and I didn't even know what it was till my dad sure, got diagnosed it will, with it. Until it becomes personal. Yeah, you know? I had no idea what it was. I mean, it's not like a. It was. It's sort of one of the newer cancers. Like they've had it before, but now they're starting to identify it and mm-hmm. know more about it. I mean, the last five or six years, they've made a lot of strides with this disease, but. I mean, I had no idea what it was, but since I've been doing the show, I know of at least five comedians who have family members that have been personally affected Real, by it, really? and multiple non-comedians have come up to me. I've met people who've had it, and I've only done the show once before. I met people who've had it. I met people whose family members have had it. It's one and of those. Everyone's things, like, it's brutal. It's one of those things where, like, with anything, you know. One person says, you know, you, you, all of a sudden, like tonight I'll see a commercial for something about myeloma. You know, like, yeah. it's just like the minute it's in your, and, and all of these, you know, this show and all of these, you know, fundraisers are about awareness mm-hmm. and letting you know, hey, this is something that needs help and that needs money and needs research. And this is a great way to do it and also laugh and have a good time. It really does. And again, guys, if you can't come to the show, please uh, click on the link in the description and you can donate. You can donate. I think any amount you want, from a mm-hmm. dollar to five hundred dollars. At the very least, check it out to you know to see what it is. Yeah. So that you can speak to it, and that you know the awareness is is a, is a as good a thing as as you know as as a lot of these. You know, we I'm not gonna tell people. Go give your money, whatever you can do, but also like just research. Take a look yeah. at what's going on. And you, you can know? even go to myeloma.org, find out more about it. I mean. It's, but check out this show. It's it a great sucks. show. And also, Jared, for you, man, I'm giving you this this bracelet. Oh, it's like shit. a Live Strong bracelet that uh, Love myeloma.org, myeloma <gasps> warrior. Look at the, the crowd is crying. The crowd's crazy. Crying. And if you want one of those bracelets, I got one for every person coming to the show. There we go. That's right. Get your jewelry. Get your jewelry. <laughs> it's red. It's not yellow. It's better. So I'm going to give it one more time. The anti, And I'll say it a bunch of times over the course of the show, but the link is in the bio. Go check it out. The second annual anti-cancer comedy fundraiser. Tuesday, June 11th uh, at 7 p.m. New York Comedy Club. $25. Great lineup. Andy's hilarious. Otherwise, go follow him at his name is Andy, at his name is Andy on Twitter and Instagram. Let's do some uh, emails. You ready? Yeah, let's do it, man. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Hey, Jared, I'm relatively new to the podcast. I've been enjoying it very much. I wanted to ask an age-old question. Do men really lose interest when a woman chases them? I'll give you my recent example. Met a guy at a work event. We work in the same field, but in different firms. Uh, a few days later, I sent him a friend request on Facebook. He accepted. He hadn't reached out, so a few days later, I wrote him a DM saying hi casually, and we got chatting on. 
Um, it was a very nice chat. Nothing sexual at some point. I said, let me know if you want to grab a coffee sometime. He said, sounds good. I'll have to look at the schedule tomorrow and drop you a line. With that, we said goodnight. It was really late. He hasn't written since. It's been a couple of days, and I don't want to be seen too eager, as I think the ball is definitely in his court. I'm wondering if I came on too strong, but I didn't want to just become Facebook friends and nothing happened after that. I don't think I'll reach out again, as we do have professional get-togethers every six weeks or so, and I don't want things to be awkward at the next one if he ends up, uh, if he ends up not initiating a meetup. Thanks again. Do you have any thoughts on this? Is there such a thing? Well, let's start with this email. Was this too strong? Was her asking the guy to get coffee too strong? Yeah. No, I don't no, think so. At all? Not at all. You want to get coffee sometime? That's totally fine. The ball sure. is clearly in his court, and if he is interested, he's going to write you back. Mm-hmm. You know, but you don't know what's going on in his life, do you? That's a, the that's a thing. I, I think, like, there's this thing with women if where they'll women will always like for whatever reason they'll blame themselves yeah so they'll go and you know i don't i just don't hear this email from guys a lot i hear this email from women a lot well that's because guys do come on too strong yeah yeah, yeah if yeah. anything this is strong coffee? is our coffee is, yeah coffee and, coffee and then, block hey what what you there <laughs> i think you're sexy you don't want to go out and yeah. it's like 30 messages in a row. We've all seen that. Uh, and all here's over a picture of my penis you didn't ask for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this penis might change your mind for coffee. Yeah. Um, you know what likes coffee? My dick. <laughs> I, I think for what she did was correct. That's the move. I think what happens with a lot of women is they'll go, um, there's two things going on. They'll, they don't think, they think everything is too strong. I must have chased them away. No. This never would have happened. Anyways, yeah. you gave your best shot. I agree with everything she did. You said, hey, would love to get a drink. Ball's in his court. He should be able to make a plan. Him not make... This is, but then there's all, the other thing of like women don't get turned down as much as men. True. So they're not used to the idea of like, oh, I was... This is a subtle no. So I had been in this position where a girl will go, we should do drinks sometimes. And I'll go, let me check my schedule. I can't, you know, I can't really this week, but good luck. And then... It would come again and again and again. I would go, you you know. Yeah, eventually you just have to be like, look, I'm not really interested in that, but I can I, meet you as a friend. Or I think you like can that. all, but I think women have to realize when you've given the guys the tools to make the house, let them make the house. That's true. You and know, that's also with guys too. Yeah. If a woman's interested, she will this write go, you back. This goes both ways, but I think like, I think guys will keep going and going and going thinking, well, I'm great. Well, also some guys will think that girls are playing hard to get. Yeah. And some girls do do that. I don't put up for that shit anymore. Like, I don't, okay. I don't deal with it. If they're playing hard to get, I'm like, cool. Okay, go, cool. go have fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's you other know? things like, going There you on. go. I got, I got a bunch of stuff. Yeah. I, I just like, you know, sometimes, it, you know, especially with instances that I've had in my life and with, uh, with this with the, the way this email is written, I, I think she did everything great. I don't think she should message again. If you see him out in, at the work event, hey, great to see you. This It's fun to see you again, whatever. Don't mention it. Don't mention it. Just good to see you again, whatever. Be cool. The, the idea, though, that there's some people out there where they need a fucking no. Yes. Male or female. And some definitely like, do. Some of us need to fucking stop, okay? Give, and, and the internet has given us the ability to reach out to anyone and everyone and not live in the margins of a conversation. It's Some true. Some things are meant to live in the margins. Like this guy's being, if he doesn't reach out to you and make a plan, he was being very nice to just say, hey, 
I'm 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 kind of like I'm avoiding this question. Yeah. But then again, you can also, I mean, there are different means where people, like I get hit up on Instagram every now and again by someone mm-hmm. I don't follow, so it goes to like my other account. Sure. And they're like, hey, I saw you on this dating app. Figured I'd reach out here. And I'm like, yeah. mm, I'm not interested. Of course. And then you can just ignore it and it will never be seen. Sure. Well, I mean, not, a, you know, the ignore, you could ignore that. And like with that person, that goes for everyone that goes, well, I saw you on the dating app. They're like, they're basically ignoring the whole premise of the dating True. app. True. They're basically saying, well, they must have not seen me yet. And it's like, we saw you. Yeah. You, you Except saw for me. the girls who are like, hit me up on Instagram. But they're just looking for followers, I think. <laughs> I well, the hit me up on Instagram thing sometimes feels like it's like their way of being like, your profile didn't give me enough. Well, no, they don't say that directly. That's in their profile. Yeah, that's what I'm, yeah, yeah. They, it's in their profile. So they're like, whatever you have up there, I want to do more investigation. Yeah. And it's like, all right, at this point, how far do you need everyone to go? Mm-hmm. And I think for this woman where she's writing in saying, hey, I've given him the tools. Did I scare him? No. Men are not scared away from guy, girls they want to fuck. Okay. Did you do enough? Yes. Should you back off? Yes. This is all is good. Yeah, I think she she's I think she's on the right track in what she wrote. But also, I do going back to what you said. Some people deserve a no or need a no. Mm. Sometimes I appreciate a no. But you if know? someone, if you wrote to someone and you were like, "Hey, I would love to get a drink sometime," and they're like, "Hey, uh, things are crazy right now. Um, I'm not really looking to go out." Like, and then you go, "Okay, cool." Like, would you yeah. need a no from that? No, I probably wouldn't hit them up. I'd still leave the ball in their court. Yeah. But I don't know if that's necessary. That's, yeah, like that's still sort of ambiguous. It's ambiguous. And I think a lot of people attach themselves onto the hope. Yeah. They'll go, well, I don't want to believe that I was just turned down, which also you weren't really turned down. This no. Wasn't like a, but ambiguity this a- is also in like the world we live in where people use ambiguity to not confront something head on. Yeah. Like, they won't say no. They won't say yes. They'll be like, hmm, let me think, you know? Or, I'm busy right now. Hit me up in a couple months. It's like, yeah, oh, I'm not well, putting you in my planner. It's also another thing of, like, people want to keep people around that could be an option. Yeah. So it's like, if it, you know, you might have reached out to this guy and he might be hooking up with someone else. You also, you said the first thing you said is you don't know what's going on in this guy's life. No. He could have a, a girlfriend, a half a girlfriend, a hookup. He could someone, have a wife. A wife. Someone that, so you have no idea. I think when we put out these things, we should do drinks. You have to remind yourself. It's, I think it's totally okay to write, we should do drinks. But you have to remind yourself, not everyone is at point one like you are. True. Not everyone's starting the race at the same starting line. Everyone's kind of tiered. There's someone in the front of the line that's married. There's someone in the back that's totally single. You have no idea where the other person stands. So when you put it out for drinks and someone doesn't give you a confirmed date or anything like that, you go, you got to go, well, they got some shit. Yeah. J Train Podcast. Don't harp on it. Move on. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Andy Ostroff. His name is Andy on Twitter and Instagram. June 11th, New York Comedy Club. Great, a great fundraiser for a great cause. Anti cancer comedy fundraiser. Go 25 bucks. We got the link in the description. Mail insight on what happened. Jared, big fan, longtime listener, first time writing in. Major Feather, I have a question for you. Classic Sheldon, your esteemed guest. I met this guy who lives a few hours from my city, and when I was in his t- 
town traveling for work. We were both in healthcare, worked together for one day, but have no actual professional ties to each other. I was only in town for another week when I met him, and after a fun day of working together, I felt a connection and decided to say something. I contacted him, sent a flirty message that opened with a joke from our day together and asked for restaurant suggestions and activity suggestions to maximize my time in his town. He politely gave me great suggestions, continued to be my pen pal for a few days, but did not take the bait. We ran each other again the day before I left town, and it seemed like he was somewhat interested. Heavy flirting, flirty physical contact, lots of eye contact, but nothing came of it. And he reached out to me with, uh, well, the next morning as I headed home. I was bummed but happy. I shot my shot and eventually forgot about him. Fast forward to now, six months later, I hear from him out of the blue asking to join him at a baseball game in my city this week. After chatting on the phone, he is clearly only coming into town to see me. What gives? Why did he wait so long? Does he just need a place to occasionally stay in in a more fun city? Uh, His explanation was that he doesn't want... <clears throat> want to be my out-of-town booty call six months ago. He was really attracted to me, but intimidated by me in the distance and seemed to be com- com- uh, distance seemed to, too complicated. He said he has since been thinking about me and felt a strong attra- uh, connection as well, and after these months, still couldn't let it go, so had to shoot his shot. For some context, he has shared that he was casually dating someone two months after I left, Uh, which ended two months before contacting me. He has also been on a few dates, but nothing has come of those. I am definitely meeting up with him because why the hell not? But I'm just curious as the situation. And his explanation just seems too nice with a splash of BS. Would would love to get your perspective on this. What do you think? I think this guy sounds honest. (laughs) You do? Yeah, I don't think he's bullshitting you. It's a very well-written email. It was, and I think... It gives us all the... So basically to rehash... She meets this guy at a work thing. They work together. Great day. It's flirty, whatever. She leaves, goes back to her city. He's basically coming to her city now to see a baseball game with her. Mm. And he then lets it loose that he was two months in and now he's two months out. Yeah. Is basically the deal. Uh, yeah. I I don't know. I, I kind of uh, empathize with this guy. Like, I. Okay. You know, I kind of feel like, you know, I'm. He sounds like a nice guy. I feel like I'm a nice guy. And yeah. he probably didn't want to do anything wrong, especially with your quasi-professional um, relationship going sure. on. Sure. But I'm I'm more questioning the shot that she shot, you know, where she was, like, hinting and, oh, I need restaurant reviews and stuff. And I don't want to blame her, but... Okay. I mean, the guy sounds like he's not the most confident. Okay. But at the same time, she might have wanted to take a play from the previous email's playbook. Yeah. And just straight up ask the guy and leave the ball in his court. Well, these are all kind of connected. I think it does sound like she knows. When she goes back for some context, he shared that he was casually dating someone two months after oh, yeah. uh, I left, which ended two months before uh, contacting me. He has been on a few dates. Nothing is. I'm definitely meeting up with him. She says uh, his explanation that we he didn't want to be in my out of town booty call. So it does sound like it's been. Bro- it sounds like he likes her for real. You think so? Yes. Huh. I think I think you don't. I, I I don't even think it's that far ahead yet. No, but I feel like he do, he feels a connection too because mm. I feel like if he wanted to be, if he didn't, he would have been totally fine being her out of town booty call. Here's what I would be most worried about from her perspective. Um, right now, they met. They had this great, fun, flirty interaction at the work thing. 
Then she sends the message, and he's basically sitting there being like, I'm seeing someone else. Just like we said the last email. He's you keeping her around. He's keeping her around. He's like, Now, here's the thing I was confused. I'm going to ask you a question. Now, does she, the two mo- the person that he's seeing two months after, does that mean he was seeing the person while he was talking to her, and that continued for another two months? And then he, because she said it was six months later. So there's like four months in there with two months unaccounted he said, for. He said that <laughs> he was casually dating someone two months after I left. So. It seems like, you know, sometimes so two you're months only after she left, he was he told her that he had been casually dating. No, someone no, 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 no. OK. For some context, he shared that he was casually dating someone two months after I left, okay. which ended two months before contacting me. So they hang out. They have a good time. Two months go by. He finds someone new. Then it ends. OK, so that makes sense. Timeline. So she leaves. He waits two months, starts mm-hmm. to date someone, dates her for two months. Does not date her anymore. Then two months later, calls her six months. Got it. So now it's six months. <laughs> yeah, the timeline makes sense. Here's what it makes sense for me, though. Yeah. He had a girl. He had he had the girl in hand that he bailed on because he was like, I don't really want to fucking do this distance. Yes. She's from far away. He's like, Ugh, I, I think the ego got the best of him. I think they could have hooked up that night and she would have been cool with it. And he basically like, you know, he he passed on it because he saw that it was more work than it was going to be worth. Do you think Ego got the best of him because he was like, oh, yeah, we can hook up, but she's definitely going to want a relationship. She's going to want something two hours away is what he thought. Okay. I think he, he met this girl at the work thing. He thought, okay, this girl's cool, but it's going to be more work than it's worth. She's going to want something more. We're going to hook up now, and I don't even know if I can do that. And, and I got this other girl that I've started talking to, and that's the one that ended up he yeah. ends up being within two months. Okay. He's, he's only being as honest as he can be. Yes. Then he breaks up with a girl, goes on a couple dates, and he goes, wait a minute, I had that one other girl. What she has to suss out is if this is loneliness or interest. Okay. Because right now he's going, I went on the, he, he got out of the relationship, he's, been, he's got this girl that he had this great time with, but never fucked. Mm-hmm. So he never had that post-coming thought in his head of like, what the fuck am I doing here? Yeah. So her only the moment of clarity. The moment of clarity. Him, his thoughts on her, and I'm not saying this as a negative or anything. I'm just giving you the perspective of his side, where he's going. All his thoughts about this woman who wrote in is, she's great. She's the perfect person. He can't even see the no. There's no clarity moment for him because they've only had good times. Yeah, it's true, but. Is he maybe in this six months now? I mean, part of sussing out, he could just be like, you know what? I'm ready to give this a, he doesn't, a real he might, try. He might be ready, but he doesn't know if it's her. True. So right well, of course now, he doesn't know if it's of her. Of course. Tried. So he's going to go. So what you need to do is you have to be realistic. Mm-hmm. Yes, go with him to the baseball game. Yes, go have fun. Yes, hook up if you want. If you can, if you're... The way you work is that that doesn't make you more involved. If you can casually hook up with this guy, do that too. But understand that this might be a one-time thing. Understand that you have to have the plan for the next meetup at the end of this meetup. Well, I would say don't get your hopes up. Don't get your Live hopes up. Live in the up. moment. Don't plan for your wedding. I, To me, I think he's he's lonely and he's thinking he's going through the backlog going, who will fuck me? Maybe. It's been two months. <laughs> who is out there that has been nice to me and still answers my call? You mean this guy's just not banging on the reg two well, hours it, away? It doesn't feel like it. Nah, I mean, he's, he's going. Probably not. He's, gonna, he's literally going to travel to come, <laughs> is what he thinks. So I, I do understand where this all sounds awful, but like, 
you have to make sure that this isn't just a like a drug addict coming to going what to whatever lengths he can go to get his drug. There you go. That's how I feel. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. We are sponsored people. Ooh! Love this sponsor. Love this sponsor. Third love. I love third love because it's helping people um, find a solution to something that's been a problem for a long time. Finding the right size bra. Jared, how do you know about that experience? I gave it to my girlfriend. She took me through the website. The website is intuitive. It's got so many options. There's so many ways, you know, measurements. And it's just a better, it's a great buying experience from what I can see and what she's told me. It's a product as a male. I didn't know how necessary and needed this was. Well, let me let me say this to the listener, the female listeners. I did know. Okay. I'm a short torso guy. Tough for me to find a t-shirt. Okay, when you can find the right length T-shirt, you fucking go with it. Okay, you get seven of them. That's the thing with Third Love. You can go around this website and find the right size bra for you because everybody's body is different. Everybody's shaped differently. And you're wonderful. You're wonderful, baby. You deserve the best. And Third Love is going to give it to you. What's really special about Third Love, their Fit Finder quiz. Did you know breast shape matters when finding a good fit? I didn't. Third Love helps you identify your breast size and shape so you can get a style that fits your body. All you have to do is answer a few questions. It takes less than a minute and they will give you your perfect fit. No awkward fitting room experiences. And because of the data that they've compiled from the Fit Finder quiz, over 12 million women have taken it. Third Love offers more sizes than any other brands. No more 35, 34A, 36C. No, they offer more than 70 sizes, including their signature half cup size. Guys. I feel this. I feel your pain if you're in. If you're not comfortable in your bra right now, I have T-shirts that I was never comfortable in, and then you find the right length T-shirt, and you're like, "Oh my God, life has been renewed." This is the same thing with a bra. I can imagine they're made with tagless labels, no more itching. Designed with uh, the straps so they won't slip off your shoulders. Just in case your third love bra isn't the best you've ever had, don't worry. They offer a 100% fit guarantee. Every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, put it to the test, and if you don't love it, return it. And Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. There's, uh, so yeah, there's no downside. You're getting a great bra. If you're, if you're wearing something uncomfortable right now, you should do this right now. Get on, get on the horn. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone, so right now they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. That's 15% off your first orders. Get that free money, people. Go to thirdlove.com slash JTrain now to find your perfect fitting bra. Get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash JTrain for 15% off. Thirdlove.com slash JTrain. Thirdlove.com slash JTrain. Weird one-night stand. Uh-oh. Two months ago, I hooked up with this hot blonde who I met through a mutual friend. She's an 898. Face, body, personality. Guys oh, and girls can use it. Face, body, personality. <laughs> Area code method. Her friend mentioned she got out of a three-year relationship, but I thought I was cute. We started chatting on Instagram and Snapchat. About two weeks after chatting, we met up, hooked up. The night was super fun. She met some of my coworkers. We had a great time. Fast forward. So this is... So... Two months ago, hooked up with a hot blonde. About two weeks after chatting, 
they met up. Okay, fast forward now. It's been two months. Every day she still talks to me. Sends She sends constant Snapchats, Instagram messages, and Twitter messages almost every day. I wouldn't mind this, but the issue is I've asked her to hang out multiple times, drink one night, well, drinks one-on-one, happy hours with my friend she met uh, before, but she always makes an excuse. I'm just confused because she still keeps talking to me. To be honest, it's now just getting annoying. I was wondering what the play is here. Why does she keep talking to me and what should I do? We've got a theme today, man. That's right. Uh, I think you should just be direct and be like, hey, stop blowing up my inbox unless you want to hang out. The problem with all of these messages all these emails today. The She's theme, keeping them around. Well, the theme really is that is we can't we can blame the other person on the other side all we want. Yeah, but that doesn't really get us anywhere. You know, I the theme to me of all these emails is you need to be more realistic with what's going on, and you have to be okay with putting losing good to get rid of. You're losing okay to to get rid of all this wasted time. Yes. And all of us want to believe that everyone wants to hang with us. Everyone wants to make time for me. Everyone wants to make the, you know, make the trip two hours because they've realized that I'm the love of their life. Let's look at the realistic part. The guy who's two hours away has got to come. The girl who kept message the, that you hooked up with that one time that keeps texting you wants to get the text because it feels good to get texted by somebody. These are all truths that are tough for us to look at from our own side. I talked about this Coffee with J Train on the Patreon, patreon.com slash coffee with J Train. I do my every Sunday I do a little bit of a rant on there and you guys can get involved if you'd like. But I talked about this um the reality is tougher to look at than what feels good. True. What feels good is to say, she keeps talking to me. She must like me. Yeah, this girl's into me. She hits me up all the time. She's always hitting me up. She's sending me snaps. We hooked up that one time. Maybe you were just that one time to her. Maybe she, it's, you know, they said that the, she just got out of a three-year relationship. What I would, what I would say, the more realistic thing, the more, what, there's a decision between, is she hitting me up because she keeps being busy or is she hitting me up because she just got out of a three-year relationship? She just lost someone that she used to text every day. So you're filling that void for her while she's also deciding on the Yeah, are you doing boyfriend left. boyfriend duties without You're replacing any of the a part of the boyfriend. That all of us are replacing, you know, when you break up with someone, it's one less person to hug, t- talk to and text. Yeah, and you miss it. And it's you true. miss it and you want to replace it with something. You might be one of those things that's a replacement dude. I talked about this on the J on the uh, coffee with J trend. I'll repeat it here just for a second. I posted this thing. There was a dude. I was in Providence last weekend. There's a dude in like one of those three wheel cars, you know, like with the front wheel, and then like it's two seats, no roof, the music's yeah. blaring. He had hair that was like in thirty different ponytails. It was he like one of the high tech ones. Yeah, this guy. Oh, this, yeah. <laughs> he was a real badass, and I. And I put up a, a video of him on my Instagram story being like, I can't believe 
this there's someone having sex with this guy yeah like and that's all i thought about and all these women because i have a lot of women who follow me which are great but they would write back who's nobody's fucking him jesus and i'm like that's an easy thing to say at brunch and have all your friends high five you yeah, but when you get to feel the wind in your hair in a three-wheeled car, That's right. it's like you feel a little bit different. But the all that no one wants to fuck that dude is completely ignoring how humans act. You know, guys don't cock block themselves. So this guy who's in the three-wheeler with 30 ponytails <laughs> and is playing this music in the background and, he, you know, you know b- bad to the bone, dude. Yeah, this guy, is. bad to the bone, ain't. That's right. This guy, he's driving. He's out in Providence. Yeah, man. What up, ladies? Yelling out the window. This guy... Doesn't drive in that car or put his hair in 30 ponytails because he thinks it gets him not late. This is true. This is 100% so, true. He does it for a reason. Whether he is or not, you know, if you want to write back, he ain't getting it. No pussy. This guy. And then you want to look at him and go, yeah, loser. Whatever you want to think, that guy thinks that is getting him late. Mm-hmm. Look I at, and I know. And maybe he is. Man. So let's, let's say he is. Let's say he's not. Okay. Let's say he's not. Let's say his three wheeler doesn't get him any chicks. His thirty ponytails gets him nothing. The you know he, ponytails. He, he, it was unbelievable. So <laughs> let's this say this just but, feels really schemey and slimy. That's to me. right. Very slimy. So I, but let's say six months from now, he's not late. He's returning the car. He traded it in. He's going to the salon. He's getting a Volvo. He's getting a Volvo. <laughs> he's changing his life. So. When you say oh, Volvo that, and polo shirts like, from now on, man, and and if it and if and if that isn't, if he is getting laid, he's driving this three wheeler forever. Mm-hmm. So when you high five, when you say, "Well, that that guy ain't fucking at all," you're just looking at the easy scenario that makes your life feel better. You're looking at the lie that we all want to slurp up. Oh, she gets. She keeps texting me. She must like me. No, the harder reality is she keeps texting you because you're someone who will text. Yeah, he's texting her back. Yes. So my you're, advice to him is stop. He's got to stop. Stop doing that and, and tell her, be like, yo, unless you want to hang out again, I'm not texting you back. Don't be a part of it. You have to make her want to get rid of her 30 And that's going to drive her fucking nuts. Yes. So, well, Thank you. and if it doesn't, she'll move on and do it to some other you dude. Need but just, you don't want to yeah. be that guy. It's not even drive her nuts because that, that, if you say, like, if I say to you, oh, don't text her back and then she'll come crawling, she might not. No, she might, she might not. But at the same time, you're not fulfilling that fucking easy get that you, you have to stop living in the lie and and create the reality hey th- this is the text i would send her right now hey it's fun texting with you i had a great time the night we hung out i'm not really looking to keep texting unless we're gonna meet up let me know when you're free otherwise i gotta stop texting with you perfect and that's it stand and up that, for and, yourself and that's also what you're doing the crowd is happy i like that i like that too I, i'm part of this crowd also what you're doing with that is you're fanning out all the bullshit. You know, now you've like, now you guys are living in this bullshit world where you guys text every day and everyone's happy. No, 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 no. I'm clearing out the fog. Yeah. Now I see it all real. And then you I let th- me know when you want to go out. She might counter this with, a, "Oh, I'm so confused right now. I really like you," kind of thing, and then be like, "Fine, 
when you want to hang out, text me. Stick yeah. to your guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In advance, for the next email, stick to your guns. Be pleasant, but not stupid. True. So, Definitely. hey, I totally get it. That's a hard thing to come back from. Let me know when you're done, when, it, when, it, when, it's, when it's time. Mm-hmm. They, it, and that's the thing with a lot of these things where they, you know, their response is always, well, well, this and that, and, and excuse me. No, excuse. I've had this conversation and, a few times. And you just go, no, I totally get it. it. The minute you say, I totally get it, people go, the, all the barriers go up. No, I hear you. I, I'm listening to you. I get it. But I'm not going to be a part of that. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Listen up. We're sponsor people. My favorite. I love them. I think if you haven't gotten involved with Mapalim yet, you need to. Let's go to the Mediterranean. We're sitting on the Med. It's a outdoor cafe. That's right. Morning time. I like this. We're in Greece. We're up on a cliff. We're all drinking Uzos. Sipping on Uzo. Drinking Uzo, eating Orzo. Love it. Uzo and Orzo, baby. Love it, love it, love it. Clinking our glasses. We all look at each other. We say, wait a minute. It's it's June already? Where'd the time go? Where did the time go? June has snuck up on us. Isn't that when Father's Day is? I believe so. Oh my God, what will I get my dad? So many options. It seems like there's endless options, which means that there's no option. Mm-hmm. Here's where Papa JT helps you out. The master of moms. The dominator of dads. Hell yeah. Mapalim. Mapalim. Up your dad's bathroom game right now. And let me give you some free money to do that. Please do. Mapalim is a high-end products for guys with natural oils, ingredients from the Mediterranean. Finally, with Mapalim, you can get luxury grooming essentials from the Mediterranean at affordable prices. So listen, I have this stuff. If you came at your dad with a whole kit of Mapalim products, the beard oil, the shampoo, the soap, not only is your dad going to be happy, your mom's going to be happy. He's going to go, I never would have bought this for myself because the packaging looks too high-end for him to even think about. He's got dad stuff. Yeah, he's got dad stuff. You want to give him a man stuff. You want to make your dad look like a man to your mom? Mm-hmm. That's right. Help your dad get laid. Help your dad get laid. Get your dad in it with Mapalim. And it's with, and Mapalim's all about the Mediterranean lifestyle, enjoying the good things, the simple pleasures of luxury, indulging the things you love, taking that extra minute in the morning to invest in yourself. Get your grooming essentials at Mapalim.com. That's M-A-A-P-I-L-I-M.com. Use promo code JTRAIN, JTRAIN, JTRAIN for 10% off. Father's Day, this is a great gift. They have so many cool things. They can, you can make the bathroom look like he's living at the Ritz-Carlton. Shampoos, soaps, beard oils, all the essentials to make him look like a young man again. Father's Day, Mapalim.com, promo code JTRAIN, 10% off. Mapalim.com. Together for two years, but he doesn't pay. Is he uninterested? Jared, I've been dating this guy. She put in, she writes in quotes, I've been dating in quotes. Okay. 
which probably means that they're not dating. This guy for two years, but we're not officially together. Ooh, I was right. We're exclusive, but not together. Hmm. My issue is he doesn't pay for things. We'll either split it or he'll ask me to pay. Ooh. It doesn't seem like he doesn't have the money because he does go out with his friends. This has made me feel ashamed for having, after having sex with him because I feel like I'm settling. I really want to sleep with him, but I don't want to feel shitty after the act. This has become an issue because I'm a horny and we haven't had sex in months. We do, th- uh, we do other things, but, tho- but those have also made me feel ashamed. Please help. She said she hasn't had sex with him in months. Yeah, because she doesn't paying? feel good about the sex. What do you think? I think she's got to end it. I do too. I think it's sim. I, I, you know, similar to some of the stuff we've been saying already. This man was a bona fide scrub. Yeah, you, I, know, I, you have three men in here looking at this, going, "We know what's going on." Here's yeah. the thing: when a guy, the the payment is a sign for other things. It as a guy, it feel, and I'll say this for, I'll, I'll speak for other men. When you take a girl out, it feels good. It does. It it when you treat someone, you say, "When well, no, I want to take you out." When it when it, and I've said this. This is something I haven't said in a while on this podcast, but I used to say it all the time. There's very few ways for guys to feel like they killed a lion and provided. In today's in this, day, and in age? today's yeah. day and age, there's very few ways. You know, men still want to feel like men. They do. They want to feel like they achieved you. They want to feel like they've hunted you down. So there's a reason you guys for two years have been exclusive but not exclusive. We're exclusive but not together. He's used the small lines in a contract to keep you there for when he wants to hook up. Yeah, and it sounds like he hasn't wanted to hook up for a little while. No, which means... What else is going on? What, yeah. I, I don't know how exclusive gotta, he I is. I feel like you got to end this. I mean, there's part, like, also, there, there, is, you, there is pride in paying for your date, definitely. But there's also, like, in today's day and age, it's nice to allow a woman to pay sometimes. Of course. Because, you know, they're... But, but that's the thing. He has given up on this. Yeah. He, he, has, does, he says, could you pay? Let's split. Ugh. Yeah. I, I think doesn't it, fuck you? Here's no. what he's doing. He's put a price, a cost on this relationship, and he won't go above that cost. So he, and, and that, I know this sounds horrible to hear, but you're even writing into us saying you don't feel good about fucking him. That's the time to leave. Oh. There will be. I know you're horny. Part and you'll of me say, just wants to shout. Who does this guy think he is? I know. You and know? and also, Fuck this guy. I do understand that this guy could be doing this, not as thought out as we're saying it right now. No, but it does sound like there is a game, uh, a mental game going on that sure. he's playing, and that he knows he doesn't know about. He also knows he runs the show. Yeah. So when he when you know you run the show. You say, well, this is the amount of money I'll give at this situation. Just I don't need to give your more. wallet at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot my wallet. Oh, I forgot my wallet. Ah, man, the fourth time this week. The answer is to never go out with him again. And yeah. I and, and if your response is I'm horny, go masturbate. Go do something else. Because Get on fucking bumble. Feel better you'll, about you can feel somewhere. good about your hookups. And yeah. It, and if you're keep walking into you know, if you keep walking into feeling bad, you're gonna feel bad forever. And just to let you know, He's hooking up with other people, <laughs> and the reason he's not putting in the extra money for you is because he's paying he elsewhere. Paying it elsewhere, and he doesn't care enough to do that. Or he doesn't have a job, and he didn't mention that. But yeah, but I mean, it's, he sounds it, like a. I feel like you can do better. You can do better, but I, I think the the why is this happening is important for her to hear. As far as like, you know, this is this isn't just all. 
nothing is by accident. You know, he's not paying because he doesn't feel he needs to pay to make you feel good. Did he knows you'll stick around? Do you no think he how. paid at the beginning of two years ago? I'm or sure. Is this, she, a, fee, is this a, a thing that he is? This a precedent that he set two years ago when they started dating, and she was okay with it the whole time. This feels like one of those things that erodes over time. Where yeah. it's like he did in the beginning, he did everything he could to get her. He got her on the boat, and he's like, "We're out to sea now. You're stuck with me." Yeah, this is not a guy you want to spend the rest of your life with. No, end it. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Let's do one more email. All right. One more email. Andy Ostrop at his name is Andy. June 11th, New York Comedy Club, 7 p.m. International Myeloma Foundation. Roy Wood, Jessica Kirsten, Mark Norman. Great lineup, great cause. Mickey Glazer, Nick, Nick Griffin. Glazer there. Nick Griffin's great. Jared, I have a friend. Oh, and also the podcast. He's got a podcast. This is what we did. 15 episodes strong. 15 episodes strong. Uh, th- this week we're actually going to, uh, I don't know if it's going to air this week or next. we got two coming up, but we're doing a food tour and of New York City okay. led by uh, Alexis Guerreros. Oh, he's been on here. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. He lays a food tour. And then we're also going to go to Night Court. Really? You could go to open sessions at Night Court downtown. You can watch it? You can watch it like a wow. fan. So we're going to do that this week. And man, you gotta come on. Think about something you want to do. That's right. You can. <laughs> there it is. Oh, night court. I have a friend that has been talking to a guy that is eight years younger than her. She's thirty-two. He's twenty-four. The dynamic is a little different with them because she has already been divorced and has two kids. He is still living with his parents and no kids. <laughs> this is a different wow. one. He gives zero effort to see her, but she still does everything to try and see him, paying for trips to the beach, to basketball tournaments, etc. She has a very bold and intense personality, so she confronts him uh, often about why they're what they are doing and what and the what are we talk. He tells her he isn't ready for anything serious. She says she is done, but then the next day says that they are talking again. Come to find out, it's because they have forty six day streak on Snapchat and they don't want to lose it. Well, that's not the reason. He treats her like crap and hates seeing her go through this cycle. How can I help her move past him and start finding someone that will treat her better? I like that. I I, I hear that she's a friend, <laughs> but I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the kid's side on this. He's 24. He's 24. She's 32. She has two kids. She knows how to be responsible for herself. If I'm the friend, I would stop fielding her complaints. True. And you know what? I would. I also think that the the thirty two year old, um, you know, she's been through some shit. She's got divorced. She's got kids. She's got a busy sure. life, and so she's like, a, she's a total different wavelength than that kid. I'm not trying to use the word uh, damaged, but uh, something sort of similar. Like she's trying to fill a void, and this kid is twenty four years old, and he can just fuck, and that's what she likes about. Him. Yeah, there's something to that. I, I like she's out of her mind if she's like, oh, you twenty four year old who lives at home with your parents. Come be a dad for my two kids. Yeah, I don't think it's that. Even, I think she likes to have sex with him. Yeah, and she wants him to have sex with her more. Don't believe the noise as the friend. I know you're writing it as a friend. I would stop listening to her about this problem because it's not a problem. No. She knows she and it, and it's back to the last email. These two relate. You've been doing this for two years. Okay, this is what it is. 
you need to leave that after two years of not feeling mm-hmm. good. This woman with two kids that's dating the 24-year-old, she knows exactly what this is. He lives at home. He's not going to be, you know, you say he treats her like crap. She is involved in this whole thing. She is also a human being who wants to be well and wants to feel good, and she's getting something out of this relationship. It's time for you to move on from... Sometimes when people ask for advice or tell you their problems, they just want to be the center of attention. Yeah. And you're the friend. You're hearing her going, and he treats me horrible. And then you go, but then you forget to do the rest of the, you know, you're looking at the picture close up. You're looking at one angry face. If you back up and look at the picture, there's him living at home. Her two kids that he offers a little bit of a getaway from her life with her two kids. And Dude sounds being like divorced. an escape. He's 24 years old and lives with his That's parents. That's what so. it is. So if she wants to complain about it raining, she better leave the rain and go inside. Or play in the rain. Good for you. No one's judging her for fucking the dude who's 24 and lives with his parents. We're no. judging you for complaining about it while still doing it. And then you sitting there going, well, what? Sh- how do I get her out of this horrible... My it doesn't sound like it's so horrible for her. Yeah, and it doesn't sound like it's so horrible for you either. Just tell your friend to talk about something else. Considering the information that we have. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Andy Ostroff, thank you for coming on, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Um, Always a pleasure. Yeah, I hope people can come out to that fundraiser show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Shelby, you got some news? I do. Let's do it. We have a PSA, a bit of a warning to listeners here. Okay. Uh, Warning. Weather's getting nicer. You might want to get on the old bike. Yeah. Do some pedaling around. You also might want to get on your moped and scoot around. Okay. But uh, one man fell. A lot of moped people? You know, it's uh, New York City might be delivering stuff. Okay, cool. Mm Mm-hmm. One man in uh, the UK fell off of his moped and landed on his perineum, also known as the taint. Oh, how? What do you fall? How do you? Yeah, would you fall on like a fire hydrant? I don't even know how you fall that way. Yeah, you'd have to have something jutting from the ground, or right? like your lay, your ankles are behind your neck. <laughs> yeah, what? What? How did that happen? Just a, a slip and fall. Is he Got okay? a little reckless. in the UK, so it wasn't. He didn't fall on a football. I know that much. I would just like to. I, I feel like people in the UK would fall funnier. It's be like oh, something my word. shaped. Oh, oh my! <laughs> like I feel like I'd have a lot of those noises. He no? hit a tape measure as it was lying in the street. <laughs> it does feel very old school. Just him going down the street. Oh, oh, no more taint. Oh. I would just. <laughs> I would just like to hear an English person yell about their taint. My perineum. How do you say it? What's the name of the word? Perineum. Is it perineum or perineum? <laughs> Both are fine in my eyes. All oh, right. no. <laughs> my perineum. You know, like, wouldn't you want to hear him say that? Well, he bruised that thing, and before long, he developed an erection. Really? Ooh. An erection that lasted Nine days. Wait, wow. is that is that something that happens? This happened to this gentleman. Oh my God! So he hit his perineum, and that caused him to have an erection for nine days. You can't even leave the. What a weird reason to not be able to leave oh, the house. I can't go to work. 
Yeah. Well, what's wrong? Boater. Boater. What? <laughs> your motor doesn't work my on motor. your my moped? Yeah, uh, I gotta go. Like, what is, you know, like, how do you even explain that to people? Oh, God. That's what you're just like, diarrhea. The erection itself wasn't painful, painful, but he did have to deal with mild discomfort while walking. One yeah. yeah. I hope he wasn't wa- wearing jeans he all had, week. Yeah, he has to walk at a right angle. Once he got to the ER, he, sweats. he was classified as having sweats makes a... Sweats makes it worse. Yeah. No, everyone would see it. Yeah. But it would be more comfortable. I'd just be walking like a hunched over. So is he okay? He just walked around with a couch pillow on? Yeah. <laughs> the the three-ring binder? <laughs> he was classified as having a grade four erection. There is an erection scale. Ooh, what is I this? I had no idea. Uh, my erections have What's never been scale? graded. I never took uh, it to school. Z- z- it's zero through four. Zero. Sometimes I'm hungover and it's like a grade 1.5, like a, a half a grade. Zero is penis does not enlarge. Okay, I'm one, zero now. One is penis is larger but not hard. That's what I call a chubby. Two, penis is hard but not hard enough for penetration. Okay, okay. that's more chubby. I, I would... I would have less things for me. That'd still You're be in two and threes go together. Three, yeah, yes. three is penis oh. is hard enough for penetration, oh, yes. but not completely hard. Yeah, that's that's the hangover penis. And four is penis is completely hard and rigid. That's what he had. Yeah, that's a Thursday dick. That's when you haven't whacked off all week or had sex. Thursday rolls around. Thursday, Thursday dick. Thursday man. dick. Man, that is a large boner. He had a high flow. Priapism, meaning that blood wouldn't stop rushing to his genitals. Now, Eesh. do they have to like? Do they, what do they do to relieve that? Do they do they like take out the fluid? He had it for nine days. Well, this nine uh, days, my arm would be exhausted. They usually recommend some easy treatment like uh, an ice pack and compression. But yeah. this gentleman, <laughs> watching baseball, having your grandmother tell you a story. Those all seem ways to help you out. He opted for the more aggressive one, which involves some medical stuff, catheter. I don't want to get into the details. It's one Ooh. of those things that after two days, you sound like it's like uh, it's almost like a complaint that's oh. a brag. You know, it's like, ah, oh, I've been at this boner for three days. Sounds like the worst. And then some dude with erectile dysfunction is like, yeah, I'm sure it's awful. Imagine trying to roll over <laughs> in your sleep. It's oh. like, ow. Peeing, peeing, it would go everywhere. His bathroom was probably a mess. After yeah. an hour, I'd be calling. Like something. You wrong. call the police, like the, the police. Ambulance, the I'd police. Call the Wait, police. Show, Get show me, does it say what he hit when he hit it? Like, is there a specific part of the male anatomy within the genitals that he hit to cause his dick to just? Yeah, the perineum. No, but that's the area. No, but is it, there? Did it, he hit like his prostate or like his, ve- his oh, vas deferens? The physical trauma created a pooling of blood in the area and two fistulas on the left and right side of his genitals. Oh, Ooh. he got fistula in the ass. He Ooh. really did. Wow. In the taint. <laughs> he got fistula all over the face. Fistula missed his ass and his taint. No, my perineum. Bollocks. <laughs> Do we have any other stories? That's it? We have one more. Oh, one more. Oh, is it about a okay. perineum? My perineum. I think you could say perineum without anyone knowing what it is in like a social. You could say that a thing. I think you could write a sketch and call the teacher Mr. Perennium. Mr. Perennium. No one would be, no one would be the wiser. Yeah. Speaking of teachers. Uh-oh. Okay. One teacher, uh, principal actually, was 
arrested Thursday, May 30th at a Washington, D.C. strip club. Ooh. Okay. Which one? Hmm, does I not say. In was it Royal Palace? Oh. He was the Catholic school principal. Plug City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Catholic school principal at a strip club. Okay. He was arrested. Oh, Archibald's Gentleman's Club. Do you know that one? It sounds like he was uh, at the religious one. It does. Archibald's. I've never confused. been to Archibald's. Yeah, maybe he thought this was I the Sunday. I think I've only been to two at DC. I went to college there. Archibald sounds like it could be like the, the local, you know, this is where they, you know, this is that. Oh, that wait, sounds like it's I a church. I think Archibald's a new one. Did I go by that? It must be new. That he, sounds like where you, you he works. Maybe okay. He was arrested after cops got there, and he was observed standing in the roadway, refusing to move. And after asking him multiple times, he still refused. He was <laughs> arrested for public intoxication and possession of an open container. He so also, he was fucked up in the middle of the street after going to a strip club. Also had a service what? dog with him. And a service dog. <laughs> what grade boner did he and the dog have? Dog had a four and he had like a two and a half. He okay. actually is Sounds part of our studio right. audience today. He brought his dog and he's <laughs> here in the audience. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. I love that he had a service dog. Yeah, Do you think here. the strippers were coming around being like, can I pet your dog? It's like it's a Absolutely. service dog. You can't pet it. I, oh, well, that... <laughs> The dog brings over free talent. <laughs> do you think the dog's wearing a vest that says "Do not pet" when Please. he's at a strip club? <laughs> yeah, the uh, principal was from New Orleans okay. and was on a school trip. Oh, but New Orleans oh. is laced with strip clubs. All the students were in bed at their hotels, and he went, "You know, the night is young. Let me have a little that fun." That is crazy. He has since resigned. So they went on a student trip, and he's like, "Listen, I got nothing to do." I. Lights Going out is only 8.30. Well, yeah, like they, it's early. Going to the strip club isn't the craziest part. It's getting so fucked up that you don't know where you are and you're fighting with police in the middle of the street. Yeah. yeah. You're the, with you know, your the service chaperone. Dog. With your service I wonder dog. what kind of dog it was. Do you think it was like a, like a golden retriever or I'm a lab? Or do you think it was a chocolate lab? I'm picturing. Probably a chocolate lab. Yeah. Or maybe it was like a small Pomeranian that he had that would bark when he was about to have an epileptic seizure. I maybe. don't know. Those exist. Well, does it say why he needed the service dog? It does not say. He's but back a, to a New Orleans, that erupts. my aunt and uncle lived there, and I remember I went there, I was just like a senior in high school, and I was mm. with my brother, and it was 8.30 in the morning. Okay. In the morning, not even at night, my brother and I are walking around uh, like the French Quarter area, mm-hmm. and you know, people are like coming to this bar, and it's super early, yeah. and one guy's like, hey, you guys want to come into this strip club? Hot pussy and cold beer for breakfast. And I'm like, I'm in high school. <laughs> and it's 8.30 in the morning, man. has got the warmest magi- pussy. That's right. It's a magical town. It is. Uh, I mean, there's parts of New Orleans that you walk down, you're like, the smell. You're like, this is, the smell brings you back to a college basement. Like a fraternity house. Right yeah. away. Um, man, yeah, that does. principal, I would love to hear his side of the story. He would not he respond to... Comment. Did you, did you call? I'm sure Shelby called him for comment. Well, thank you for bringing the news. I want to hear the dog side of the story. <laughs> At Classic Shelb on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Go follow. Go support. Andy Ostroff, thank you for coming on. Hey, thanks so much for having me, of man. Course. I appreciate it. At it's his name is Andy. Go follow. Go support. June 11th, New York Comedy Club. This is what we did is the podcast. I'm Jared Free. We're here every Tuesday and Friday. We'll be back next episode. Boom. <laughs> <laughs>